from Matthew 10, verses 24 to 39. A disciple is not above the teacher, nor a slave above the master. It is enough for the disciples to be like the teacher and the slave like the master. If they have called the master of the house Beelzebul, how much more will they malign those of his household? So have no fear of them, for nothing is covered up that will not be uncovered, and nothing secret that will not become known. What I say to you in the dark, tell in the light, and what you hear whispered, proclaim from the housetops. Do not fear those who kill the body but cannot kill the soul. Rather, fear him who can destroy both soul and body in hell. Are not two sparrows sold for a penny? Yet not one of them will fall to the ground unperceived by your father, and even the hairs of your head are all counted. So do not be afraid. You are of more value than many sparrows. Everyone, therefore, who acknowledges me before others, I also will acknowledge before my father in heaven. But whoever denies me before others, I will also deny before my Father in heaven. Do not think that I have come to bring peace to the earth, but instead I have not come to bring peace, but a sword. For I have come to set a man against his father, and a daughter against her mother, and a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law, and one's foes will be members of one's own household. Whoever loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me, and whoever loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And whoever does not take up the cross and follow me is not worthy of me. Those who find their life will lose it, and those who's, who lose their life for my sake will find it. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise, Praise to you, O Christ. Christ. You may be seated. <clears throat> Last week's text shared the beginning of Jesus' conversation with his disciples. The sending out of the twelve, the teaching on what we are commanded to do as followers of Jesus. And if you missed us last week, or if you just don't remember, which is totally fine, last week Jesus told us that we are to proclaim the good news, to share the kingdom, the love and mercy God gives us with others. We are to heal, to care for those who are in need, and we are to endure. Whatever failures or rejections might come our way. And so last week's text, the first half of chapter 10, doesn't really seem very radical. It probably makes sense, right? It's sort of obvious that for us as followers of Jesus, we would participate in ministry the way Jesus participated in ministry. Like the disciples sort of copying the teacher, becoming the teacher, as Jesus says, it might seem obvious that as disciples of Jesus, we would emulate Jesus. That like Jesus shared love, we too would share God's kingdom. That like Jesus healed, we might find ways to care for those who are suffering. And like Jesus was rejected, we too might find ourselves in places of failure and heartbreak. Discipleship, following Jesus, being members of the body of Christ, is of course sharing our faith. Of course it's healing. Of course it's going to be difficult. Very little of what Jesus told us last week was a difficult text to handle. But then Jesus just keeps talking. These words from Jesus in Matthew today can be difficult to contend with. Jesus continues this conversation on discipleship with words that are meant to comfort and words that we're meant to grapple with. First, Jesus comforts the disciples' fears and then maybe gives them a few more fears on his words on worthiness. Jesus tells the disciples over and over to not be afraid. Have no fear. Do not fear. Do not be afraid. Have no fear of them, for nothing is covered up that will not be uncovered, and nothing secret that will not become known. 
Have no fear of the secrecy of your faith, disciples. Have no fear of the danger your belief in Jesus presents for you. Have no fear of your witness to Jesus in your life. In the beginning of this chapter, Jesus told the disciples to go out and proclaim the good news that the kingdom of heaven was near, that God was near to them through Jesus. And if any of you have shared your faith with someone, whether it be an individual or a group, I know we have our new members and a current member speaking today a little bit about that kind of experience, it's kind of scary. The disciples have to share the gospel in secret in the beginning because the very real persecution that can happen to them because they are followers of Jesus is a fear that they have to grapple with. And even though we don't face that kind of persecution as Christians in our community today, it still can be really difficult to talk about our faith. It might feel like it's easier just to talk about it here at church or in a Bible study, save it for the places that feel safe surrounded by our fellow believers, surrounded by other members of our church. But in the face of fear, Jesus gives the disciples, gives us comfort. Jesus gives us hope, a hope that our experiences, our faith, are meant to be shared, that they are meant to be uncovered as we share ourselves with the people we meet. Jesus gives us a hope that our faith can be proclaimed from the housetops. Jesus says, Do not fear those who kill the body but cannot kill the soul. Do not fear those who might harm you because of your faith, because of your ministry, because of your healing work. The disciples faced very real bodily harm for their work. Almost all of them were likely to face danger, and we are unlikely to face such danger in our world today. There are plenty of fears that might come up for us, though, in our ministry, in our lives of faith together. We are called to be God's hands and feet in the world, and many of you are already doing that. Many of you are already participating in this calling, whether it be helping with the fish pantry, with caring for our church grounds, with doing stuff with the elementary school down the street, or maybe you are doing things outside of our church body that are participating in God's love and work in our world. And maybe some days it just feels like it's too much already. Maybe you're finding yourself afraid that you cannot continue or cannot begin a ministry because of physical, emotional, or financial ability. Some days we might face the fear that our bodies just aren't enough to keep up with the ever-growing needs in our community. But in the face of fear, Jesus gives the disciples, gives us comfort. Jesus gives us hope. A hope that our ministries, our calling to heal, our abilities have a place in this incredible body of Christ no matter where we are in it. That as members of the church, as part of the family of God, we are given protection that all the hairs of our head are counted. Although we might not face physical danger, when we face the fears of discomfort, when we face the fears of changing abilities, when we face the fears of burnout, Jesus gives us a hope that his work will continue in us. And Jesus says, so do not be afraid. You are of more value than many sparrows. Do not be afraid. God loves you. God cares about you, and God sees value in you. God sees you and declares you worthy. And I really appreciate Jesus' words of comfort here because right after, he goes into something very different in talking about our worthiness and our value. It doesn't make me feel very worthy to hear Jesus' words about loving him over and above all else and taking up a cross and following him. But Jesus says that he does not come to bring peace but a sword. And this sword is not a symbol of violence, but rather a symbol of division, a symbol of justice, a symbol of hope. 
Jesus knows that discipleship often comes at a cost. Whether that be the real fears around sharing our witness, around participating in ministry, or the very real fear that Jesus in our lives can take us away from people and places that we love. This division that Jesus speaks about of setting man against father and daughter against mother isn't meant to be a threat. Jesus isn't threatening to cause brokenness in our families. Jesus is just stating the facts of what is likely going to happen for the disciples and sometimes for us. The disciples were often pushed away from their families because of their faith in Jesus. We know even Jesus had to contend with family members who thought he was crazy or possessed because of his ministry. But what Jesus is getting at here is that, yes, families might be broken, and there is likely going to be turmoil with those you love because of your faith, but this sword that Jesus brings is a sword of tremendous love. It's a sword that divides us because to truly love our neighbor is so counter everything that we are used to. It's so counter our culture. To care for the person on the street, to care for the person bound to their home, to care for those who are other than us, who are on the other side of whatever line has been drawn, all of this is countercultural. As humans, we divide ourselves up into groups by race, by gender, we divide ourselves by social and economic status, orientation, or ethnicity, and we divide ourselves most definitely by our politics. Just a little bit. We separate ourselves from each other, and sometimes we separate ourselves from God into these family groups, into the groups of people who are like us, who agree with us, who look like us. But Jesus is calling us into something different. The family of God that we are called to, the body of Christ that we are members of, this is a countercultural idea. That the only thing separating us is our participation in Christ's ministry on earth. Because when we truly follow Jesus, when we seek to share God's love and mercy with those around us, it can be difficult not just because of awkward conversations and wanting to respect each other and each other's differences, but because we are already separated from so many who are part of our holy family. The good news of Jesus doesn't care about our politics. The gospel doesn't care about the divisions we create amongst ourselves, whether that be social or economic. These families that we create and adore, it doesn't matter to Jesus. It doesn't matter what camp you found yourself in. All of us come to Jesus and we are all found short. We are all found wanting. Jesus tells us that whoever loves father or mother more than him is not worthy. Whoever loves son or daughter more than Jesus is not worthy. Whoever does not take up the cross and follow is not worthy. These words point in a new way to Jesus' greatest commandments, to love God with all our heart, mind, and soul, and to love our neighbors as ourselves, to love Jesus, to love God more than our own families, and to take up the cross of faith and ministry not for ourselves, but for the other. Following Jesus into our own fears of witness, fears of our abilities, or fears of our own worthiness, we all fail. And we all have that in common, dear sisters and brothers, is that we all fail, we all fall short, and no one is worthy of Jesus. Amen. That's why we need Jesus. We need Jesus to go to the cross for us to make us worthy. On the cross, Jesus brings us the hope to comfort our fears, on the cross, Jesus takes our divisions and brings us together into the family of God. On the cross, Jesus takes our unworthiness and gives us the hope of new life. On the cross, Jesus dies and Jesus rises from the grave to bring us this countercultural love. This love that we cannot earn or merit. This love that God has for the entire world. 
This love that saves us from sin and death, saves us from fears. This love that we are called to proclaim from the rooftops. This love that comes into our lives like a sword, swift and sometimes scary. This love that changes us, makes us new, and calls us to God and to each other for something better. Thanks be to God. Amen.